beasts in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Remnant Call. Praise God, glad you're here with me. And tonight we're going to have the Johnson family on with us from Peru, and and we're going to talk about, or excuse me, from Peru. I said Panama. I'm sorry, wrong country. From Panama, and and what does it mean to actually answer the call of God? We're going to talk about that first. Just a, qu- a few quick messages. Um, if you didn't hear last week's message, you need to go back. And listen to that, folks. Um, Brother Benjamin, powerful word on prayer. And, and keep Brother Benjamin in your prayers. You don't get out on the front lines and speak like this without experiencing backlash from the enemy. And uh, when the attacks are severe, you know, it's our brothers and sisters in, in Yeshua and Jesus that hold us up in prayer. And, and Folks, right now, Brother Benjamin could use some prayer, and please keep him, not just a, a popcorn prayer, but actually keep him in your prayers as you seek the Lord. He desperately needs it. And folks, with that, let's open with a word of prayer. Father, in the name above every name, the most powerful name that causes demons to tremble, Lord, we ask in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, that you would bless this show and bless the Johnson family uh, as they speak and myself as I host tonight, that everything said would be to your honor and glory, Lord, that we would encourage your people to obey the call from the Lord, to respond to the mission, to, to be about your kingdom business, Lord. There's a lot of business here in Babylon, Lord, but there is also business of saving souls, which is the business that your kingdom is about. We ask that you'd bless in the name above every name, Yeshua. Amen. Well, folks, with that, I'm going to bring on our guests tonight, the Johnson family. Johnson family, are you there with us? Yes, we are. We're right here. Amen. Well, I'm glad I corrected and got you all into the right country. Um, Peru's a little farther away, but, uh, you know, not too far, I guess. If you look on the map, on the globe, it doesn't look too far away. But uh, to drive, yeah, it is not- quite a distance. But uh, anyways, God bless you all. Thank you for being here on the Remnant Call with us. And uh, I want to just open up with a few things. Um, share with us real quickly, how big is the Johnson family? Um, it has increased a little since we got here because my mother has joined us. So now there are nine of us. There are three girls, three daughters, three sons, a husband, a wife, and now my mom. A whole nine people all following the Lord. Hallelujah for that. Yeah. Praise God. So when we first brought you all on to the show, I remember a while back and um, began to introduce who the Johnson family was. You all came from having a, a good business here in the United States, 
And and basically one day the Lord kind of turned your all's life upside down and refresh the remnant calls audience. What is, what happened that got you guys a call? What took place that got you all to Panama? Well, um, we were, we were just a, an average American family. You know, we were doing what we felt was what we knew at the time was the work of the Lord. And little by little, we started to hear a call. And, you know, maybe um, kind of brushed it off at first. And I, the reason I'm saying that is because I know this is probably happening with some people um, in your listening audience. Um, you're starting to feel a call or a draw like your time is finished uh, where you are and we felt that and Bruce will probably take over when he says that he started, you know, when he, when we started asking, well, where Lord do you want us to go? Um, he kind of pointed to Panama. Yeah, we were, we were uh, there and I had an opportunity with uh, one of the business to uh, uh, one of our guys we wanted to partner with was going to set up a uh, manufacturing here in Panama. And every time the word Panama came up, it just jumped within within me. And, and I kept saying, what, what's this? What's this? And we went back and, and just prayed, Rhonda and I and, and uh, the kids, we just prayed about it. And, and, and slowly, piece by piece, the Lord would confirm and would give a word uh, to us along the way over several months over a few, over a few months to to just say here's here's where I want you to go here's where I want you to go so it wasn't a one time uh drop sign from from the heavens uh it was a uh I want you to it was a it was forced us to hear him so we knew exactly who was saying it and what what was being said yeah like it was an ongoing process i, I don't think anything the lord says is just drop it's it, it's confirmed over and over and over, and even and that that business deal that that you know that he's discussing didn't even go through. Once the business deal didn't go through, Panama was still in our hearts and in our minds. It was still there, even though that was finished. I think the Lord used that to get our focus there, and then you know little by little confirming things, and then as we as we started. Um, moving you know saying okay yes it's panama that the lord wants us well, okay where in panama because panama is a country you know there's lots of areas to live then he started being incredibly specific little by little we're like he's here saying things like in the mountains in the va- in a valley yeah i mean just that specific um it even got to a place where he was telling us talking to us about elevation you know, uh, he wanted us a certain, certain elevation altitude. up, altitude up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, God, can, God is very specific and it's in his word. It's really bizarre, but it's right there in his word always. Amen to that. Well, you all obeyed the call. I remember we talked about you sold your, you had a pretty good going eBay business, if I remember correctly, and you sold that and literally packed the entire family up and just went. Um, 
you know, we only know what life is like many of us here. I've had the privilege of doing missions work in Africa a good bit, but I've never packed my family up and left the country and moved officially outside of Babylon, uh, USA. And you all did that. And, and, uh, I imagine the culture shock must have been. I mean, now you you knew a little bit of Spanish, I know, uh, Rhonda, right? Yeah. But but the rest of the family, you didn't know any Spanish. You were going into pretty much foreign territory. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, just a uh, we when we came here, it was just a backpack and a suitcase. When I, you know, when you say we shut our lives down, we shut everything down. We brought nothing with us except for clothes and uh paperwork that we knew we would need and like literally that was it just a quick thing go ahead i was gonna say and in fact throughout the last year and and a couple of months we we've gone through the process of securing our residencies uh and and that you know every time we would we would see someone we hadn't seen for a month or so they would look at us and they would say, huh, you're still here. Most times people come here and, and, and they, they go back they, they're for some reason because they knew we hadn't had our residencies yet. And so they're like, people come here and, and they stay for a little bit and then they leave. Even ones that say uh, that God called them because it gets hard. It does get hard. Mm. Yes, it does. I, I, I've heard that, yes, it, there, there, is, there is something to following the Lord there is some times of testing. There's some Joseph in the jail times, and there's some there's as you were talking to me earlier, the the funds the fun dealings of foreign governments, uh, which are a different trial for those who have never been overseas and dealt with other municipalities where you're not only just dealing with uh, government and local district and even tribal, uh, which you know uh, village uh, government too. Um, which is another yeah, we got, interesting. We got a we got our first ticket uh, the other day. We didn't we didn't we misunderstood some of the regulations, and so we're just driving on a um, a expired license. Didn't even understand that it had expired because you had to do something within ninety days, and so it was it was a, a little frustrating. But the Lord. I think the Lord didn't know. I know the Lord did it on purpose because we're about to take a trip across the country to um, to house sit for some friends, which would be mm. our vacation because they live right on the beach. Anyway, so it would have it's better for us to take care of this now, you know, before we're taking a trip across country on an expired license. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think a lot of times people have this vision that when you go into missions work like you're doing, that you immediately end up in the middle of headhunters in Papua New Guinea, and you get to write a book like The Peace Child uh, right after that, and don't understand that there is a journey and a process that's involved uh, going overseas. And you all have been learning along the way – from finances to everything else and into who you're being called to minister that you've had to actually learn how to trust the Lord to show you what he actually wants you to do in this country and how he's going to get you to that point. Absolutely. There's no way around it. If you're, 
you respond to a call, you are put in the situation where you have no choice but to trust uh, what the Lord's doing. And he's not going to always make Babylonian sense. It, I li- we live outside of Babylon now. So when he tells us, pack up everything and leave and go with, you know, it's hard to explain to people that, you know, when people would say, why are you going? Our answer was, we don't know. We the only thing we know is that we have a Joseph type ministry. Um, we're building for the future. Um, we understand that's all we understood. That's all we knew. And, and, you know, in reading the Bible, that's all that Abraham knew when he was told, get up, leave your country, leave your family and follow me to a country, to a land that I'll show you. And it's the exact same thing that happened to us. We packed everything. We came here, but man, he has been so faithful. And I mean, ridiculously faithful to now, you know, we've been here a year and a few months and we've put, we've put a, a offer on a property and it looks like it's going through. Well, amen. And I want to I want to kind of talk about that because that that leads up to, you know, the whole point of your ministry down there. You all we had first um, shared when you guys went down there, your GoFundMe page, you all basically left everything, had nothing and were relying on some support. And Bruce, you shared with me a, a powerful story about how your whole GoFundMe and how the Lord had to um, show you a different way after a while of how he wanted you to now operate. Share with us what happened with that and how this kind of led, uh, as you were talking, Rhonda, to what's going on now with this whole new property, which is kind of leaning towards this whole Joseph ministry that you all have going on. Well, when, it come, when I look back at uh, following his call and uh, going through that process, I realized, hey, we have we had – you know, the GoFundMe helped tremendously to help us get started. And to realize if I'm good, as I prayed about it, and the Lord's like, do you trust me? Well, yes. Um, he wanted us to, to shut that down to trust him solely. I think what was happening was when someone would donate, we would honestly, because we're human, we would get excited and say, oh, thank you, Lord. And the, I think the Lord didn't want us looking at the GoFundMe as the source, but to him as the source, you know, and not that supernaturally, um, we pray that he blesses everyone that has given to us, but he didn't want us looking to that as a source. He wanted us completely his, um, looking in his face for his source. So yeah, he told us both. It was really interesting. Um, One day he said, you know, shut it down. And I came and I told Bruce and he looked, his face looked, looked surprised, like, oh my gosh, he just said that to me. And um, so we obeyed, we shut it down. But Okay, let, let's, let's talk from a human standpoint. Uh, how, you know, that's your source of, it's a good source of income right now. I mean, I'm sure at first, you know, there's got to be some human reaction to that. 
we have been here. Okay. Before we let, let me go back just a second. Before uh-huh. we left um, America, we we had tried. We Bruce worked two jobs. I worked three. My son, worked, who's twenty three, worked a few jobs. We were all pooling our money. One of our checks was going to go to keeping the house going. The rest of our checks was going going to go to everything we needed to do in, to get the house fixed up for sale. Then another um, person working was going to just put money aside for us to move. And every time we turn around, something else would happen. Till till by the time we left, all we had was a plane ticket and maybe a couple of thousand dollars. And literally, that was it. And um, we opened the GoFundMe page, and um, suddenly we left with everything that we would need to start. Uh, a life here. I mean, not a lot, but you know what I mean? Yes. Um, an amazing people just, you know, people saw and understood, the, you know, that, that these people have a call and we really do. We didn't, you know, I was very, very painfully careful about what I bought, you know, the dishes that I bought that I wouldn't buy things that were expensive. I'd go, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a thrifty person anyway. So, um, we were making it and then, you know, establishing ourselves here. We, uh, we, I choreograph and I dance here. Um, and I get paid Was <laughs> the family dances together and we get paid for it. Um, I do some event coordination here. So we did have that, but we knew, um, that that's not enough to, to pay for everything, you know, food and for, um, you know, just the day-to-day living with a family of nine people, Mm -hmm. we were piecemealing it. And then for God to say, okay, shut down the GoFundMe, because we'd piecemeal, you know, what we need together, and then we'd see a ding on, on, um, on the GoFundMe, and they would be like, woohoo, yay, okay, we, we're making it again this month, you know. <laughs> and so now with God saying, okay, you're looking, you're looking at that ding to make the, the, to make the final amount for the month. I, I kind of realized there was a shift in how we were thinking. And looking. Um, when, when he said shut it down, and we're like, okay, we need to shut it down. Our first thought, or my first thought was, first thought was, okay, we must trust the Lord and he's going to take care of us. Uh And then following that thought was, how are we going to make it? (laughs) Yeah. How are we going to do this? Yeah, because we're humans. Yeah. We don't have work permits. We don't have, you know, all these these things lined up. Uh, But you said, you, I knew, and, and this is where this, this joy came in. I knew he called us to come here. I knew he chose us. I knew that our, we had gotten to a place in our thinking, our mindset, that if he didn't come up and provide the funds we needed, then he would feed us another way. Mm. There would be some other way for uh, the electricity to be on, to be taken care of, the rent. And, 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 and we realized before, you, we all say these things. Oh, yeah, the Lord's going to take care of us. And then 
when things don't happen, we scramble going. And in the past, I've you know I've done this. Will's going to take care of us. Okay, let me see how he's going to do that. Let me figure that out. Let me help him. Let me help him. <laughs> and so now it's okay. The Lord's going to take care of us. And that fear or the, the 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 doubt could never reach my action. The the psyche that I was operating in now. Because it's practice. It's it. it, it you know, even before we left, we were practiced in the Lord providing um, for us. And it, it, it's outside of the Babylonian system. It really is. It's completely outside of that. We're not lazy. We work hard. Um, it just doesn't, ends don't always meet. We have to have a, a God who we serve. Jesus said you can only, you can serve God or you can serve mammon. You cannot serve both of them. And mammon's system is something that we need to be freed from because when Jesus said, take no thought, it was a serious, you know, command. Take no thought. Don't worry about that. Worry about what I'm doing. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and those things, all those things will be added unto you. And so when we shut down the GoFundMe, it was a, a, you know, like stepping out of the boat onto the water, but, but it wasn't the first time, you know, it was, it was the largest one we had done. Well, maybe not because I think coming here was the largest one, but it really, it was just the next step. Um, Although your flesh does say what happened, but I mean, like we didn't, we paid everything and there wasn't a whole lot of money left for food. And I was like, well, that's it. Rice and beans for the rest of the month. And then somebody was moving to another part of the country and they came and brought us all the contents of their refrigerator, you know? So we've been, we've been, you know, and just said that the Lord told him to do that, you know, and he had never done anything like that before for us. So yeah, he'll provide. And that was the one thing we hadn't done was put groceries together, you know, that month. Amen. And, and that, I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's uh, powerful. You, you cut, it just, you know, it's like right when they went to the fight the walls of Jericho, you know, God cut off the manna from heaven. And yeah. uh, then, then Joshua circumcised the army. Okay. It was rough from a military standpoint. I mean, it's like, uh, that's probably a tough move to cripple your entire army and all by the way i'm cutting off your daily domino's pizza from being delivered to your door okay (laughs) so then he sends them against the walls that you can't even penetrate themselves and tells them oh by the way you're just going to march around the city uh you're gonna have to trust me to take the walls down you know so it's that's kind of what i see happening and just a side note you know you're ministering believe it or not right now to me because i've been faced in the last few days even at work, I had the accountant in the other day and, and not to get off on a sidetrack, but I, you know, we have a, at the company I run, we, we have a policy on paying, you know, our tithe and giving back. And the way it was set up, it was based on X amount, whatever, you know, the Bible 10%, but the way we, we did it off our gross sales kind of, and we took a percentage of that. And I was talking about, well, you know, we need to really up our giving. You know, we've made more this year and blah, blah, blah. And so our accountant came back. She says, well, if your uh, current was based on your gross revenue, um, you're way behind in what you're supposed to be giving (laughs) right now. 
and it was like thousands and thousands of dollars. And and the first thing to me is like a gulp. Like, okay, first thing, taxes next year. Uh, you're going to have to do this. You're getting ready to move to a new place. You got to pay this. You got to hire somebody else, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm like, all oh, my lands were behind. And I'm sitting here thinking, and I've already been thinking about this as you're talking, who do I trust? Who do I trust at work? Do I trust right. the arm of the flesh or do I trust God? And I, you know what I mean? And not to be, not to get sidetracked, but when I hear these stories, you all encourage me to remember that there's no way I'm going to ever stop trusting by giving God what belongs to him. It's not really, even if it means that we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Right, right. right. And, and I feel that's I guess what you was, all did. Go ahead. For us, it was, you, you, you said, who do I trust? What am I going to do? And it was a, uh, um, the challenge was one day I was sitting there and I said, I kept saying over in my, my head, I, I need to pay rent. I need to pay. And I kept hearing the words I need. And then I realized, wait a second, I don't need the rent money. Uh, the, the, the Lord was saying, it's not me that needs it. It's my landlord. The owner of the house needs this money. I said, oh, well, then that, that, that changed my whole perspective. Okay, so they need the money or the finances this month for, for, the, uh, for the rent. Okay, Lord, how, how I have to turn to you. How will, how will you reach that goal? How will you provide that? Because I don't need this. They need it. They need it. Yep. Amen. Yeah, I remember and, this and powerful. All of a sudden, it was like, here it is. Yeah. Amen. And, and I, I remember this, this really, one second, this really powerful uh, story real fast. This man was a missionary down in South America, and he was just pleading with the Lord, Lord, please, I need you to show your power. I want you to do this. You know, Lord, please come through. I need this. And finally, the Lord said to him, stop asking me. I've already heard you. Why don't you start thanking me from what you're about to receive? And this guy goes out and buys a million-dollar, I think it was television station in South America with no money. And the Lord gives it to him. It was unbelievable. But it was finally, I was so, I never heard, he, the guy, the Lord was just like, stop, I have heard you. I'm answering that. Just please start saying thank you. And uh, anyway, so go, go ahead, though. Because, because exactly. we're all, well, I want you to share, too, is that this opening this door led to something amazing that's going on right now by trusting the Lord. Right. Um, we were, I was encouraged by my, my daughter loves the story of Esther and um, she was, she was listening to it again. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'm listening to this story for the 50,000th time. And I heard her say in the little story she's listening to, if I perish, I perish. And I, I realized then, this was right after he had said, shut it down. Like, well, if we die, we die. I mean, okay, it's no biggie to me. Uh, so that was kind of a freeing thing. You know, if we've brought, been brought here for, for such a time as this, and it pleases him to, to kill us here now, okay. You know, and, and I mean, I know that's dramatic, but... You know what? It, it was just that 
serious to me. You know, it was just that I don't, I don't have an income. I don't have a, a, um, a Babylonian source. I have a God who's my source. He even told us to stop asking for money and start asking for provision. He said he, that story resonated with me because we felt the same thing. He told us, stop asking me for money. Start asking me for provision or how you're, you know, how, how I'm going to provide. And it, it's been hard to say, to not pray for money and begin to pray for provision. And we were so practiced in that when he said, shut it down. And we, it was no, it, we were able to shut it down because we, we didn't want money to be our focus. Uh, within two weeks, was it? After we shut it down, within two weeks, yeah, our rent was due. And um, we, ha- we were able to pay everything else but the rent. And um, it was, you know, we contacted the landlord, told her it might be a little bit late. Um, and then um, my father called, no, my brother called and tells me that um, my father is going to sell a house that he owns in Washington, D.C. Now, I mean, this is in the District of Columbia, in the capital of the United States of America. It's a house that he bought when I was born, and he's always put it aside for me. And he said, Dad's going to sell it, and he wants to give you all of the proceeds from it. And I went, what? Wow. And um, I was, like, blown away, you know, we weren't able to get everything, you know, but still, um, it was, it was mind blowing. So then this, this was two weeks later. So I said, okay, well, you know, let me know when you put the house on the market. I'm thinking the house will be on the market for a little while. My dad put the house on the market and it sold the next day, the next day for what he was asking for it. Um, it, it that was mind blowing. Find out we're going to closing within within ten days of that. So it was like whoa. So th- we went to closing. They went to closing, and usually to transfer money, large amounts from the United States to Panama, it takes a few. It takes a couple of weeks. I mean, we transferred some money, and it took how long did it take? About eight, nine days. We were funded, fully funded, in in six hours. Wow. So, I mean, wow. we went from shut down, shut down the, and then right during that process, we were approached. There were people who were buying a large plot of land that was owned by a hostel. And this hostel has, is, is a bird sanctuary and a nature reserve. And um, the way that the land is laid out, the hostel and the bird 
sanctuary is in the front and then a little further then the the rest of the land is further back we're talking about 500 acres i think so they're buying this huge thing of 500 acres but they're from they're from germany right and so getting money out out of germany um to here is a huge process. It's crazier than the United States. It's a, it's a, because of the Euro and it has to be changed. And then they have to find all these different, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the bureaucracy is crazy. Anyway, so they, they were going, they're, they're going to buy this, this land and split it between the two of them, but they couldn't get the down payment for the land and they didn't want the hostel anyway. So they offered the hostel and like a hundred acres around it to us. If we would help, if we would put the down payment down. So all we had to pay was the down payment to hold the thing for them. And we could have the hostel and a hundred acres and they would split the rest of it. Amen. So, what, what? Let me ask you a question. So this this kind of is leading towards what you believe you've been called for in this Joseph ministry. Right. This was the land. Everything in this land um, is exactly what the Lord told us we were going to have someday. And I didn't know that day was coming this fast. Um, I thought we were going to come here, establish ourselves, maybe start a business, maybe, you know, begin to accumulate some money, find, you know, the Babylonian thought process, you know, you put a down payment, get good credit, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I had no clue he was going to just say, boom, here it is, fully paid for, just like that. Wow. So I had so no what clue. Is... Like, I had no clue. Yeah. Sorry. So no, 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 that, no. That's amazing. I mean, you cut off the GoFundMe. You get a call. You don't yeah. have any money for rent. You get a call shortly after that that your dad's selling a house and providing for you. You get it transferred at you know new you know light speed down there, and and goes to show that not that the GoFundMe was wrong, but that Lord's greater than the GoFundMe. And the Lord is now, greater, and and He's unlimited. Th- there was an act yes. of trust. I believe if we had not obeyed and shut the GoFundMe down it would not have been possible the way it happened. And the opportunity being there when it was right then when, I mean, if they had presented it two weeks prior, we wouldn't have had the money. So we would have had to say no way, you know, and then they would have found someone else. You know what I'm saying? The timing was magnificent. I mean, just magnificent. No, amen to that. So I want to get into as you know because we got about thirteen minutes left here on the show. I want to get into the part about the Joseph ministry because you all had a calling. You've been able to realize. I remember before we had you on how you've been, you know, realizing that there was a huge even expat uh, group of people down there that needed ministering to. Um, and but now this Joseph ministry, what what is that? How is that? I mean, what, what's going on with the Joseph ministry? We know that we we were sent ahead. We know that there is another wave of people coming that the Lord is drawing. He's already spoken to them. If they're listening tonight 
their hearts probably burning listening to us because he's already told us about them. Um, there is an expat community here, yes, uh, but there the expat community here is in flux. There is a movement, you know, some are going back, some are, are staying. Um, some of them honestly brought Babylon with them and it's, it's harder for them and we're praying for them. Um, some of these people are serious prayer warriors who are, you know, who are blowing our minds and rocking our world, you know, in some of these people have given to us in ways that have blown our minds. Um, it is, it is the expat community here, but it's in flux. But, and the Lord has told us since we got here, there's a second, there's a secondary wave of people who are coming, who are, who have been told to leave Babylon, probably very close to before judgment happens, he's going to move his remnant. And we are just one of the many, because I think there's many around the world, places that the Lord is, um, establishing, preparing for his remnant. Amen. Amen. Yes, so there, you're right. I, I do believe that God will call many out of this country. Uh, there may be some that he calls through the fire. I, you know, that's the Lord's call on that. But uh, I, there, I believe there are places in Scripture where God clearly warns. We see evidence in history when it's time to leave. And God's called you all down to prepare a place um, for people to go to and and uh, to to come and to minister to. And you know, it's a lot of I'm sure uh, through a lot of the expat um, expats down there. There's a lot of um, believers, probably even the majority. I'm sure, maybe maybe not. I don't know, but I do know that often when in what you all shared to me about ministering to the expat community. That you know what? It's not always those outside of the church that need Jesus. It's those within that need him very badly. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And and so and okay, let, let, go ahead. I was gonna say part of when things happen, of course our flesh doesn't like it. And then later we'll look at it and I'll say, Wow, I'm so glad, Lord, that you did this then. He entrusted it enough to put us in the situation where we had to trust him. And after we look at it and go, this has become a blessing to us. This what seemed bad, what seemed the challenge as Malo, what seemed so uh, was such a struggle for us. I look later and go, I'm so glad, Lord, that you did not do it then. I realized I was not ready. And, and so I look at this and go, okay. Whatever the Lord, whatever you're going to do, and I think Rhonda kind of said it earlier, whatever you're going to do, Lord, we trust you. And that's, 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 we have, there's no other choice for us. Yep. And, and so my encouragement is for those listening, step out and trust him. He will open that next door. Um, it's, it's like the video, there's a video game years and years ago where when you played, you, you had to walk, your character had to walk. It was a very rudimentary. You walked, and then as you took a step, more of the playing field was uh, exposed so you could see what was there. 
And it's unless I take a walk, unless we go, okay, we're going to walk this way. This is our next step. We don't know what's beyond that. All we know is God said, walk this way. And the reward has been magnificent for us. Amen. Well, Bruce and Rhonda, you all, of course, know firsthand. um, But there are people that are struggling right now. um, Struggling with whether to stay, whether to go, whether to trust. Um, You know, I I can, I, I look back through my life and I realize that the greatest moments of growth spiritually came through the darkest of hours. Um, when I, I, maybe you could say I didn't have a choice, but to trust. And, but those situations helped me in the future to remember that God came through in the past for that. There's a lot of struggle going on right now. Babylon is killing people here in America, spiritually, physically, um, the food, the, the, the technology, the, everything there here is, 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 it's killing people. And if you could just share a word of encouragement um, right now, people really need it. I think, oh, Father. Some of you who have made this choice in your heart to follow him. He's right there. He walks in the step you take. And each time you make that step, he holds you up when you need it. You may not even recognize it, but as you develop that walk with him in sync, in unison with him, it becomes a, a, a walk that depends more on him. And you sometimes don't even realize where you've been. And that one yes is going to lead to another yes. And that, and, and, and every yes you hear him a little bit clearer and a little bit clearer. So it's, it takes the bravery of, of, of stepping away from what is comfortable and into what is called. And those two can be, most likely are diametrically opposed from each other, what is comfortable and what is called. And it's, it's like, you know, you're just going to have to do it but he's going to be there. I promise you he will be there. I encourage you, you know, your father never fails. Amen. Rhonda and Bruce, if someone wants to get in touch with you all, and uh, maybe the Lord's got a burden on their heart, is can they contact you through Facebook, or how, how can they do that? How can they keep up with what's going on in the Johnson family? I am I am Rhonda C Johnson on Facebook and um just send me a message and say hey I heard you on Remnant call. <laughs> uh, Bruce is also Bruce A Johnson on Facebook. Um we also do we have a Panama Ministry something on YouTube? I think we haven't put anything up on there for quite a while. <laughs> um let me double check that. Do we have time for me to look that up real quick? Sure, go ahead. Folks, while they're looking that up, I want to encourage you um, to start taking a chance with the Lord. Start stepping out in faith. I know we talk yeah. about the end times. We talk about what's going on. We 
But if you want to start to live, then start to, li- to obey what the Lord says. And there's something that he has commissioned every one of us to do, and that's to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. But you don't need a declaration. You don't need the Lord to appear to you personally to tell you to go out and to reach the lost for him. He already gave it in his word. And you know it's in your heart. Yeah. And, and when you yeah. begin to follow that, God will start to change the way you see people. And, and, you know, there's a bitterness in Babylon. But when the Lord begins to show you his tender love towards others, oh, it's so much. You know, I get emails and, and messages on the remnant calls. And you know, Brother Frank, you know, thanks, or God's great, you know, changed my life. You know, that's not me. That's the Lord doing something like that. And 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 uh, I was out preaching at a you know a church the other week, and and a friend of mine I know was there, and is like you know my sister afterwards called me that evening, and said she wants to get baptized and give her life to the Lord, and I was, like, and I was like, man, that's is why we do this stuff. We do yeah. this so that people will come to Jesus Christ. I don't sell anything. I don't ask for your donations. What I want to see is someone give their heart to Jesus. And I know Amen. that's what the Johnson yes. family is doing, and they're preparing. You know, every the body has many parts, and it takes different pieces to make it function. And I want to thank God that you yep. all are fulfilling this call of preparing a place for the believers in the end time. And we got about two minutes left in 50 seconds. Can you share with our web, your website or the YouTube you looked up? Our YouTube is the Johnsons. Panama Adventure. And um, like I said on Facebook, I am Rhonda C. Johnson and Bruce is Bruce A. Johnson. Um, this is a picture of me. I have two braids in my hair, kind of looking back at the camera so you know which Rhonda C. Johnson I am. Amen. Amen. We're going to get you guys back onto the remnant call here again to give us some updates because I know we don't have enough time. There's been so many things that have happened in your life uh, since the last time we talked and, and there's just would take a lot of time to share all that. We need to get back and share some of those other great stories that you have. But I wanted everybody to know tonight about the Joseph ministry, about the calling, about the moment that you stepped out away from the GoFundMe, and then what God did, and he's preparing um, a place for his people. Um, God bless each one of you. God bless your children and your mother that's down there. Amen. I'm so glad she's with you. Yeah, we will. Amen. Well, God bless you. Uh, We will talk to you soon, everybody. And this is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call with the Johnson family saying to everyone, good night and shalom.